Hello and welcome to the belated second half of the uh, Listen Along with Tom. Uh, listen along to the Stormers final of the URC. I've had a bit of a weird week, um, well, a few a weird few weeks, um, where I had a bit of a a heart scare to kind of tabloidize it a little bit, um, where I was having palpitations and stuff like that, which were, again, you know, like, are they normal? Like, do do people have them normally? Um, so I was waiting to get the um, date for a heart stress test inside Limerick. So um, I got it there a week or two ago. Um, so it was building up to yesterday. So the more I was kind of getting closer to it, because I had my birthday last week as well, which doesn't help with the whole thoughts of mortality, as I am at 41 years of age. Um, I kind of was, you know... I, um, I won't say stressed out, but yeah, kind of stressed out. Nervous. Wasn't in the best headspace for creating content that was any good. I could have created content. Wouldn't have been any good. That's a problem. So, um, anyway, I went into the stress test. And yeah, all clear. They think I'm doing relatively well. I am a bit heavy. I am a heavy egg. Um, so I'm going to have to lose some weight. But that's fine. That's cool. I'll just up the swimming again. And uh, yeah, but other than that... Hope your week has been good. My week has been very good. Bar the nerves that were kind of increasing in intensity as we got from uh, one end of the week to the other. But uh, yeah, so I hope you had a good day. And I'm going to go and look at the second half of this final now. Where we left it was, Munster were uh, 12 points uh, to 7 up. We had just had a very successful defensive stand on the try line. And we were in the, I suppose, in the driver's seat. Um, heading into the second half of this final uh, against the Stormer side, who we appear to be a bad matchup for. Certainly, in the evidence of the first half, where we left multiple scores behind us. So, I'm gonna let let you know when we're kicking off, and you can just sync it there to when the ball is kicked off by Manny Libok. I'll leave the link in the description, um, and you can get right to where I am. So, we'll uh, get this video running, and uh, I'll let you know when he's kicked it off. He's kicked it off now, and he's kicked it into the edge of the Monster 22 and RG Snayman takes it and he's looking to fucking offload because he's that much of a freak. So again, look, decent position to exit from here. But you'll see here with this combination, I think it's probably our, our well, on paper, our best combination of um, size and ability um, in Klain, Snayman and Byrne uh, as part of that same back five. Look at that shot there from Snayman, man. That's a big carrier there in uh, Evan Ruiz. And uh, that's a cheap enough old penalty given away there. Because he's, he's pinned in plainly. By, um, look at your man there. He's he's pinned him in. Um, look, th- like that's fine. And I think the somebody's saying it to the referee there that he's, he's being pinned in. I think that's Tyg Byrne. You can just see here, here in the replay. Good stop. Good physicality. That's Van Heerden, I think, there. But look, he's got his arm right around his name in there, around his waist. He can't roll away. Look, uh, those kind of penalties are cheesy for me, but... And they were supposed to get rid of them. Like, it's something that they were supposed to be cutting out, but referees fall for it constantly. Constantly. Um, so, and you can see here, one of the things I didn't really mention too much in the, the first video, or the first uh, podcast on this was, just how bad the pitch is. Like, it is fucking shocking. Which, I think Libok actually misses this one. And he gets a bit of heat for the missed penalties. I don't think he's a bad kicker. Like, you look at some of the kicks he landed last year, were fabulous. Um... But I look at the, the pitch here, it can't help a kicker when the pitch is that fucked up. Um, so, 
I think he actually misses this one here. Looks nervous, talking, chatting. Um, so this would have, this would have brought it back to 10, 12. Um, but I think he misses it. Now, a five-point lead is very defendable. Very, very defendable. <laughs> They're super nervous. Ended up missing it, yeah. Close enough. That's, that's a close enough run thing, that miss. But we end up, as always happens against counter-transition teams, actually. We ended up giving them a lot of the momentum that they use to win games. Um, we ended up doing that in this in, in this game. I think we were a little bit too eager to kick the ball away. And, and you know, a few good kicks from the, the counter-transition team. Um, a few mistakes on your end. Like there now, that like that's this is a counter-transition starter that we sent them there because we were looking to get that ball long down the field. They return it. And again, excellent, excellent take by Mike Haley. Some fucking player, this guy. See, we, we can defend we can defend this here. Baron did well there not to give up too much ground in front of those two guys. But see here, we're looking to try and exit here now again. I think a little bit of composure. This is this is a long, you know, a little bit too long there, to be honest, from Crowley. Um, but Willemstad getting it back in here. This is where the Stormers are always very dangerous. But where we have enhanced threats coming on transition defense with that big, that big back five. But you can see there, like, they're starting to get a little bit of momentum here. Now, that's good slow ball. Like, we'll be happy enough defending off that all day. Um, See, we'll get to see their pitches in shit, really. But we're happy enough defending them here. Like, this, this is pretty good. But you can see, like, that they'll probably kick here soon enough, I would say. Because, again, counter-transition teams tend to go in between around four or five rocks. They look, they look like they're setting up for that now, actually. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. So um, they're going long now. Again, they're probing the backfield. Um, we'll take that all day. But for me now, we have to run that back. See here now, we're kind of we're kicking long. Um, we're engaging in counter transition sets here against the counter tr transition team. And again, we're we're coming off okay here. Um, but this is the sort of game that that they excel in. Um, that's nice coverage there from Conor Murray. But like that's the sort of transition defense there. Great clean out by was that Snayman? He is violent at the breakdown, that guy. So here we are. We're okay here now in this segment. Great clean out there from Archer and Klain, but oh no, I remember he gets that. See, this is the one here where um Coombs was penalized, I think, in the first half for one that was just like that. Um because that to me looked like a good clean and him putting his hands behind the bar or beyond the ball. Um, but yeah, look, whatever. Um, from here, penalty position in this area of the field, not what you want against a, a team like the Stormers. Like, again, look, because if you look at Leinster, the parallels that they have is that they've got a very strong line-out uh, and a very strong line-out maul. I'll just have a look at the replay of this again here. Hands on the ground there. And doesn't he never gets he never gets a clean lift on the ball. Like, look, it's one of those things. I got, at the time, I remember thinking that was a daft penalty, but one of those one of those things that you'll concede with some some refs give them some refs don't all you want is a little bit of consistency and i know people say oh well you can never have perfect consistency if you're going to reward one fella for that you have to reward the other fella in my opinion if you're wrong once be wrong a second time okay i know that doesn't make any sense but be wrong twice if it means you have to be consistent because otherwise teams feel like they're getting fucked over by a referee but uh this is not where you want to be defending the stormers really at all um 
it's why the again look these like teams like this they love penalties they love kicking up the line mauling off them like their game is based on and i won't say it's based on earning penalties but a lot of what they do uh, from a possession point of view is they will kick that if they don't get um like either a penalty or a line break or something like that you can see the parallels between those two sides um you know teams who counter transition teams who um play we'll say a high possession game like there, there's different ways of approaching it and i think a lot of time with counter transition teams one of the big x factors that they need is they need penalties and a lot of the time that with their quick rock ball that they run on they're not getting massive gain line but they're constantly resetting an offside line which you know you pick up a few cheap offside penalties the main way that they gain their territory for me in the last couple of months of, of counter transition watching these teams is earning penalties and if they don't earn them they find it very very difficult to move the ball up the field if there's not a mistake by the opposition in possession that's one of the most interesting things about the the game to me um certainly the last couple of weeks there's big ooze there he's a fucking big man um but yeah no i i i think looking at how counter transition is evolving and i think teams like the crusaders play it is that if you're not earning penalties on your on your phase play they'll kick uh, and if you can hold them out without making kicking mistakes and without making uh, discipline errors, like you can beat these teams. And I think we've seen that. But when they get momentum, they're so hard to stop. Um, and again, we gave them the line out all game pretty much. We didn't look to try and challenge him in the air. But look at Klain and Kitschoff there. Really good body position. He's taking him out there as a power player, but they've, they've got a lot of numbers back. And again, I, I think that again, that, that to me looks like a, he was in there from the start. Um, Penalty, again, this is not what you want against the Stormers. Antoine Frisch there, lovely tackle. Um, You don't want to be giving these guys five meter line out position. To me, that was a good maul, defensive maul there from, from, uh, from Munster. Whoa, good God, Elton. What are you playing at? Swimming, he, he wasn't swimming up there. That, I think the penalty's on Clayne there, but he wasn't swimming up the side of that mall for me. But yeah, no, he absolutely wasn't. Referee error again. And you know, I think there's a lot, there's been a lot of mistakes and a lot of like the way people are giving out about referees in, on, on social media. I think because we can never acknowledge that a referee made a mistake, that adds to. See, uh, t- well, it was me who made the mistake there. <laughs> Shut up, Tom. Yeah, um, he. I, I can see what the penalty was for there. But as a broader point, um, I can see with referees that when they do make mistakes, I think there's almost like a circling in the wagons. But then, again, this is a good defensive mall set here. Look at playing again on the side there, preventing them from getting that momentum up the side which means that those guys on the infield side have to work really hard and we're braced really hard on them stormers go that's a great tackle there oh really good stuff there from Haley and from frisch and we're back up the field great pace here from from nash good recovery though from the stormers and this is a really flow moment here that's a great kick through from libok and zastin again Haley has to take the yellow there. That's a pure, it's a yellow card all day long. Uh, he has to take the yellow in that. Um, it's, you would take it all day. Um, 
deserved. <laughs> it's deserved. But um, yeah, look, he's, he kicks it ahead here. I think he is committed, but look, it is a yellow card. It is a yellow card. Yeah, well, but like on the broader point on referees, like they're earlier with that with that kitch off penalty. I think in the aftermath of games, if there was a bit in the same way that coaches have to front up and take the brunt of it if, if they lose a game or whatever else, I think it should be made clear that if referees have made mistakes in games, that it can be said, it can be spoken about. That way, I think that there is an outlet. Not that it's right that obviously the, you got these fucking nutcases who are sending all manner of abuse to lads on um, social media, whatever else, which is none at all. Uh, I, I think that if you can at least have a, a process where it can be accepted that referees have had poor games, then at, the, at least then I think you can be in a position where, okay, we've accepted that you've had a bad game in the same way that a player can have a bad game, in the same way that a, a coach can make some poor decisions before the game. I think that that adds to relatability in a way that I think people instinctively go, oh, look, we, can, we can't say that referees have had a poor game or whatever else. I think you, I think you can, and I think they should, have it where th- that referee assessments are in, in, in a way somewhat public um, where referees get a general rating from maybe the assessor body that you can look at so I think that way in the same way that players go through games where they have bad form or bad performance same with coaches I think referees are the same I think it's a very difficult game to referee and I think games uh, like referees go through periods where they're in good form from a refereeing perspective and bad form and I think that acknowledging that I think to some extent, would de-weaponize some of the nutcases. Not all. You'll never get rid of all of them. There are always going to be guys who are going to feel the referee has absolutely cheated them out of the game for whatever reason if they've lost. But um, I think that might go some way to kind of making it just... And I think it'd actually take the steam out of the game for everybody. I think it'd actually be better for referees. Anyway, they're running on a mall pivot here. Um, We've defended that quite well initially. And uh, Who's got there for not giving away a penalty Hodness don't know about that one now felt he get out of there as quickly as he could the rock looks pissed he looks pissed off there he makes a tackle he rolls away I think Fekito has a right to go look it is what it is um Anyway, this is not, again, where you want to be defending the Stormers repeatedly. This is our second one. We defended the last one really well. You get the feeling that you won't get away with the defending them that long. And they made a change there. They brought off Diamani. Didn't have a great game here initially. Um, I think Byrne there was talking to the referee, kind of going, uh, what the fuck? Mamma mia. So uh, they brought on more size. So they've replaced Dixon, uh, kind of a pretty much a, a typical uh, strike wing forward replaced him with Dixon who is a kind of a half lock style player you can see the size in the mall there is already beginning to crunch home they're getting good momentum there looks like a first stop nope they've got it they're over yeah good mall finish there uh, just gave him too many opportunities and you can look at some of the penalties there that maybe were a bit harsh or whatever but um, I think with the, the momentum that they were playing with they need those you can't give them anything like that. Dion Fury scored that. I think he actually goes off soon enough afterwards as well. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the, the, the 
the big thing when you're playing these teams, you can't give them too many mall positions. This was just one too many. We actually defended this pretty well, but you look at the size they brought off the bench, uh, added an extra dimension for them. Um, and again, we're trying our best there, but look, they, they just got an edge and a, and a roll on us. And when, once they got that turn, uh, it's very, very difficult to stop them, especially from that range. The idea, like I suppose the ideal thing is that they don't get that range in the first place. So here we are, it's 12 all. 50 minutes gone on the clock. And uh, again, I think a decent position for him to kick from here. So here we go. 50, 34, 35, 36. This to give the Stormers the lead. I'm actually not sure if they take the lead here or not. I can't remember. Why am I being quiet for the kick? And he's landed that one. Really good kick. Really good kick. That is 14-12 uh, to the Stormers. Crowd are up. Um, yeah, it's a big um, big ass coming to a stadium like this. It's an, it's an away final, pretty much. Um, but uh, yeah, no, look, that, like, you, you, you can't give them that sort of close range position. And you can say, look, that rolling away penalty was harsh enough. But when they have that sort of possession, that's what teams like this go for. One of the biggest things they do and one of the biggest things that they're, they're, they're looking for is pinning guys into the ruck. That's the thing with a lot of quick ball teams, that they have those pinning actions that they're fairly constant. Big shot from Snaman there. Good God. Um where the looking for penalties is a big big part of that game if you don't have guys and you can see like where a lot of teams put a, put a lot of energy into getting penalties from the referee um if you aren't getting them it's a very tiring way to play because you're basically you're you're working that high speed game in the middle of the field with a lot of verticality in the ball you're working to to get line breaks but like the b side of it is is that if you can get a lot of quick ball, a lot of good ruck possession, you'll find a few cheap penalties of guys getting, you know, getting pinned into the ruck, slowing the ball down because you're 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 demonstrating to the referee that you're playing with a lot of pace. So, like, that's a, a big part of a classic jersey there. I think that's from 2002-2003. Um, he was pumping his fist there in a very non-Irish way. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually is South African, that guy, because I don't see Irish guys doing a lot of um, there could have been a pulling down the mall there, but whatever. I don't see a lot of Irish guys punching their fists that way. The etymology of fist pumping. So we'd need a bit of possession at this stage. 12 minutes in, we've been basically kicking the ball an awful lot. I think there is a sort of a reflexive um, um, tendency in the aftermath of, of, of a half like that where you kind of want to get them away from you. Where I think we understand that if, if we get that ball long enough down the field as well, they'll have to kick it to us and we'll back ourselves to manage that. And you see here, look, like there, the kick actually had a really good outcome from, from Jack Crowley. So it'll give you an idea as to look, well, when we were able to run that, like that made sense there. We were able to force a kicking error out of them. So again, look, you look at the, the Stormers, they're not a perfect team by any means. Like they're a deeply flawed team. I think. Like, you look at, at Leinster probably being the most complete team in the league, I would say, when it comes to how they approach their game. The Stormers very much not complete, but very dangerous in certain aspects of their game. Like, their scrummaging, their mauling, their line-out maul, very, very good. Like, their scrum is actually one of the best in the league. Um, but you look at their, 
I suppose their kicking accuracy, which you look at, at, at the core element of their game, I suppose it's a that's not something that would be ideal. But you know, you look at the the way that they've approached their game to get the two finals, like winning one last year and then the, the season just gone to lose it, but getting to the final anyway. They're they're a very good side, and I think there's elements there that the Springboks can take. Like counter transition is a very powerful game to play if you have the 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 the, the elements that you need for it. I think they almost do. Spring the Stormers almost do. Look at that. Like that was a botched lift. And Snayman can still take that ball. Good carry there from Dear McBaron. Had a very good end to the season. I think I was saying that last week. But uh, yeah, very, very good end to the season. And again, we're happy enough here. This is where we want to be. We want to be here. Like again, they have to defend us here. We will win gain line. Like we, we're one of the best gain line winning teams in the league. Um, for the most part, not in that instance, but uh, you can just see here some of the like the size that we have, guys like Clay and Coombs, Snayman of course as well, and look at that fair from Frisch, just a very creative guy, edge playmaker, gives Crowley the chance. Look at look at the way that he pumps his fucking fist there, pumps his uh, pass there, and just creates that space there for Daly. This is exactly what we want. We're we're really good in this area here of getting of advancing. It's about finishing off once we get into this spot. That's where we really need to to, to up our game, I think. But that's a really good carry there from, from Fekatoa. And from Klein again. Just happy. Just he, he commits defenders, forces compressions. Look at the way that Snayman just moves bodies. That's Malcolm Ori. He's just fucking manipulating around there. Like fucking hell. That is that big question coming up about Snayman and Klain. About, you know, they're both out of contract next season, which is fucking unfortunate. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a developing question going forward, I would say. We're still advancing here. And we're happy enough to just, we will play this game. We will go forward. And we have a penalty earned. Offside. So, yeah, look, I think this is exactly where we want to be. And I think we fuck it up here with um, a sealing off penalty at the, at the, at the mall. But like, that'll just give you an idea as to how we were able to run through phases and go through high-risk moments. Like, there was moments there where we went off 10 um, and we're comfortable enough doing it. But, uh, yeah, we'll get this um, onto the line here now. And uh, we'll see, we get yeah, a mall penalty and one we've given away quite a bit because we want to get that that edge. And the reason why we do it is because if we get away with it, if we get any sort of angle on that uh, mall setup, we score every time. So it's like, you look here, who's offside? Is it Dweba? Yeah, but we're, 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 we're advancing over there. Like we're, we're getting over the gain line. But look at Lockman. I think it's, it is it is Lockman here, and uh, Fury is going off um, by Engelbrecht. He's being replaced with. But yeah, if you look if you look here, like I think it's Lockman at the front. But the reason why we do it is is that if we can get that nudge at the front, we can pivot around that. So and like basically, Lockman will be like a chisel, and we will use the pressure coming forward. See, we're advancing in the head there, and we're trying to surge around the corner. But yeah. Oh, and uh, Coombs is saying that that they that they had more numbers in the lineout. Um, 
yeah, and I think they actually did have more numbers in the lineup, but it didn't get spotted for whatever reason. Uh, but again, look, there's lots of stuff happening in the game. And I think this is one of those things that if, if, if you had a, a report out in the referee after the game on little bits and pieces that they missed, yeah, look, it'd be embarrassing for referees, but look, players and coaches get embarrassed all the time too. I think they had more numbers in there. Oh, they did. They had way more numbers, actually. But yeah, um, that's the that, that's the way it breaks down. Maybe I'm all wrong on all, all wrong on that. I, ju- I I do think that it would in the same way that and because like, people think, oh well, we don't talk about it when players have bad games. <laughs> Look, that's all we talk about. <laughs> or coaches, like do coaches talk about like about having bad selections or whatever else? They come out after the game and they have to take their medicine one way or the other. And uh, this is a good mall here from the Stormers. Um, and they have a lot of momentum here now. They've driven up. Jeez, a good 20 meters. And uh, this is where they're very dangerous. But that's a good tackle by Fekatoa. And I can think with Stormers, in a way that's different from Leinster, actually. Leinster don't really offload a whole ton. The reason I keep mentioning Leinster is because they, they have a very similar style. Um, and, and, and Leinster approach it differently in that they don't really, and like they pass into the second layer and then go for the kick. Um, good take by Daly and again we're backing ourselves now hang on to the ball this is what we want a bit of possession stabilize you know stabilize our, our, our game a little bit 58 minutes in coming up into the last 20 minutes nice roll into the three pod there by Crowley good service by Murray and again we're just looking to extend and then there's that edge playmaker again with Frisch that's a big steal by uh, that's Evan Roos. And uh, yeah, when they kick like that, that's the... Um, and thing is, there, you could see, that's where uh, Haley being out, or uh, with a yellow card, where it hurt us. Oh, that's a good tackle. We did so well to retain that there. That was a killer moment. Like, if we didn't get that... um. They were going to score a try in that moment, I would say. And we get out of we get out of dodge, pretty much. See, we're happy enough with ball and play here as well. Like we we will take them on here in this regard. Like we're happy defending them here. Like we know that like more so than a line out actually that we're happy enough to defend them here. And obviously, I think that like that kick should have gone to touch, but I think we were happy and comfortable defending them for the most part. Oh, good stuff. Snaming with those fucking telescopes. Look at Burn. Look at him. Look at him fucking booking it. Get up there. <laughs> Frisch. He just just didn't have the support on the outside. This game was super exhausting here at this stage. Get in. Scrum half Stephen Archer. But again, we're conditioned to play this kind of rugby. And look at this kick. And he's a mile offside there. A mile offside. And Nash is saying that as well. Is he not offside? He is. The man looks like Homelander. Or the actor that, that, that plays Homelander. Anthony Starr. He looks he's the head off him. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- this guy was offside there. I'm pretty sure. Um, and they're not, they're not checking it. Because again, I think Crowley kicked it. And... Uh, I think that's is that Ruhan nil. Um, 
was not he was he was behind the kicker or ahead of the kicker as far as Stormers were concerned we're going to run on transition hit that middle of the field big carry by Fekatoa burn and Lachman there lock it up this is where we want on transition hit the middle of the field and then come back because again we were talking about that in the first half where Crowley will just he will take those flat options just to see just so you can see that he took it That pass, that pass was forward there by Byrne. But yeah, you can see there we're kind of pushing a little bit. Um, but that's the type of game that we're trying to play. Now, that was a pass error there. It happens. But I think it's just, again, one of those things where you just have to... Yeah, you just have to, to roll with it. And there will be moments like that where you will make an error on the pass. Where you won't get the... You won't get the... Um, the exact run line that you want and things are a little bit scuffed but if you're going to play high possession rugby you have to play you you have to be brave you have to go with that and yeah and you have to back yourself to be able to produce moments like that as a ball guy um for me you have to keep your head a little bit tighter than that because there it just looks like you've got that old fella head whereas if you clean shave that day you don't get that halo effect just a quick and andrea if you're listening to this that's what i do <laughs> here comes the big goose on for stephen archer uh somebody asked me the other day if this monster jersey is now like iconic because monster won a trophy in it i actually don't i don't think that it is like i'd like I liked that jersey when I saw it first. I think I actually got a, a, one of those ones I actually bought. I spent my own money on it. But I think that I never really liked the the white hoops on it. Um, and I think that they take it from being a great shirt down to being a sort of an okay shirt. And they've sort of bothered me more as time has gone on. <laughs> so it's like... Um, I can appreciate um, that it is a jersey we won a trophy in, obviously. Oh, he really is. If they're talking about making Cape Town smile, they are, they are smiling here. Talk about a bad slogan. My God, let's make Cape Town smile. Good God. But yeah, no, I don't think it's an iconic jersey in the same way that you know, maybe 2008 one would be, or 2006, um, and I think it's the white lines that do it, that, like, that take it out of that conversation for me. It Without those white hoops, white stripes, they're white hoops, they're hoops. Without white hoops, I think that's an iconic jersey. But here's our first scrum with uh, Roman Salanoa up against Stephen Kitchoff. I think the Stormers want to keep this match up um, for as long as they can without burning through Kitchoff. We're holding strong there, though. Again, I think there was plenty of opportunity to play that. I think Scandal is there saying Jermaine is boring in on the side there. That needling foosh. Great head of hair. But, yeah, no, I think looking at... um, 
the Stormers, they want that matchup. Because, again, I think when you've got a, a super experienced, aggressive, loose head prop, like um, like Kitchoff, like these are guys in their 30s where they're typically very, very aggressive scrummagers. Technically very good as well. You would want that up against a, a relative relative newcomer newcomer to the game, relatively speaking, in Salanoa, the elite level. But his scrummaging is coming on and coming on. Like I think he's a, a great prospect. And uh, delighted he actually broke through this year. Um because there's a proper player there. So the scrum is engaged again. You can see the angle coming in there from Kitchoff, but Salanoa is really resisted him there. That's a good scrum. Very good scrum by Salanoa. Locked him out there. I think as well at the same at the same time. That's a good blocking line there from Fekatoa. And good recovery from Murray and Nash. <laughs> that was some good arm flapping there. Good. Ross Barnaby would be thrilled with that. Get some video analysis of that there. I'm being assertive. <laughs> Reward me. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, we're looking to play here. Healy looking to get across the field. <laughs> My God, I remember. Like, at, at this point, they put this out in the full. At this point, um my little girl was 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 asleep or very close to it and um ash had gone to the uh takeaway was that a penalty that probably was a penalty there to be fair um ash had gone to the takeaway to get our delivery or to collect our not our delivery because it was it would be delivered if it was so she left me i'm, I'm minding the baby obviously and um the baby's asleep next to me so that's one of those moments there where it's like Ah, ah. <laughs> don't kick that <laughs> there's a, a good long exit again from Healy but again I think this is where counter transition is dangerous they get around the edge like that on transition D especially late in the game you know you're kind of heading late in Um, that's where like they, they, like where they find those edges when you kick longer when you kick shorter you don't get those edges because again you're, you're, you're moving far you know you're 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 not moving as far so they go into the layers here good tackle by crowley good defensive fold here as well nash again great stop on libok and fekatoa straight in there big penalty big big penalty that's exactly what monster needed there but great tackle by crowley and from Fe and uh, nash there to set that up but that'll give you an idea it's just to the dangers of counter transition because we went on that length there where they're ready for that. We have to advance forward just that extra few meters. And like they'll find you if you're not exactly where you need to be. Teams like that can find space. Like because it's 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 not like it's built into their game. Here's Big Ben Healy. Gonna get this one down the field. Bang. Got some good length on that. So at this stage, Antoine Frisch has gone off. Uh, ben Healy is running at 10. Uh, Fekitoa is at 13. And Crowley is moving into that second, uh, into that first midfielder spot. So you can just see him there. Uh, they have Coombs outside Healy. Oh, that's a great take by Byrne under pressure. And there's that footwork again from Hodnett on absolute fucking shit. Like he's in... He'd be happier on his tractor running than that. But 
He's just a very elusive player. Around 65 minutes here. Heading into the last 15. Good kick by Casey. Oh, it's a big shot again from Snayman. But we're, we're, see, we're happy enough to defend here. You don't have to retain all of those kicks. You just have to be in a position where you're comfortable defending and where they can't go to their um, to their kind of their, their their finishing game. Like there now, we know the Stormers are very likely to kick in that position. But here's Healy. Bang. Look at that fucking kick there. That's a monster kick. Good God. But again, we're, we're playing their game here to an extent. We need to get a stop on this. But we absolutely have to not make mistakes. That's a great kick by Nash. And a good track up. See, this is what they play. And that's, that's a forward pass. But this is the danger when we play this game. Oof, that's a big stop by Healy as well. This is when you, when you get in, when you're, when you're playing their game, you kind of have to get a stop on them. And when they give you that return ball back, you have to either, I, I would look to try and just retain that ball as much as you can. But this is the, oh, <laughs> my God. What a tackle. Is that Mike Haley? It is Mike Haley. Of course it is. But they're trying to kill the game here. So they're like, they're like, and, and plus they're, they're in another 22. So they will play those phases there. We need a big stop coming up here. Because again, look, we're still losing. They're going to the white channel. Great stop again by Shane Daly. He's been really good in that spot this season. And Mike Haley, himself and Mike Haley, really working together there. And uh, kind of covering for each other's blitz. And they've done that all season. Oh, that pass quality again from the Stormers isn't great. Oof, another big shot by Fekitoa. And Klain pressurizing constantly. That's a good counter ruck there. Again, they're, they're getting a little bit scrappy, looking to overplay here a little bit. Nash needs to cover, but he will. So that's a good return there from that defensive set. You know, one on one with Malcolm Ori there. Look, Nash could have could have walked that, and he probably still would have got it. But still, that's the sort of 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 risk that comes with engaging with a counter transition team on their terms. Now, the kick from from Casey was great. When we got that return back, I think to properly defang a team like this. You've got to be able to be comfortable, I'd say, running back in and retaining the ball and then kicking very much on your terms as opposed to reactively, which I think maybe one or, one, one, once or twice there that we did because it's like they're just very good at creating those moments on first phase of transition. Um, but heading into the last 12 minutes, they'll be happy out with this. Like They're two points up. Um, the, mo the majority of the games being played in our half of the field are certainly trending towards our half of the field. But um, that's going to be the... That's going to be the the big challenge for Munster now. Get out of our half and, and start exerting some pressure. A lot of people in Cape Town being made to smile there. And I think that's beautiful. Here comes uh, Alex Kendallin on for Jean Klein. We're moving to a double small forward build in the back five. Um, Gavin Coombs at this stage kind of takes on more of a half-lock style role. Um, but this is very much a more mobile approach to the game that we're taking here now. We've got more coverage. You can see straight away there. Look at the coverage that we have. That's Kendall in there again. I think it's yeah. That, that that's that's Kendall in. Um, where you've got a guy you can cover that space. Previously, we weren't having guys covering that space because you may maybe only have Hodnet, but that's what having a double small forward build gives you more coverage, um, more options on ball, more radius on your play. But again, look, we're, we're doing well to recover there. But you see the Stormers here, they can they can overcommit there on that. Like, 
<laughs> now, I, I've rarely seen referees getting pushed out of the way like that um, without sanction, but whatever. But here, they'll be happy enough playing away the set they've knocked that on, which is good. Um, we can work with this. We can work with the scrum position. But again, up against the Stormers, which is different. Again, a reason why I keep mentioning Leinster is they play very similarly. What Leinster have here in this instance is they don't have as dangerous a scrum as the Stormers do. So this isn't as big a deal for the Stormers as what it would be for, we'd say, Leinster if they were playing a La Rochelle or whatever. Um, in that they'll be comfortable enough scrummaging against us here. But that was a just again, it's a kind of a shitty enough all pass. But you look at the, you look at the conditions on on the ground; it's difficult to get the sort of passing action that you that 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 you would want, ideally. And um, we're heading into the last ten minutes here now, so we need something from here. Decent scrum position, but we need to secure the scrum first. The Stormers will chase after this like there's no tomorrow, um, and we want to get this ball down the field. But at this point. Coombs is in the second row which is interesting and something I didn't notice until now just at that adds to his versatility that's a super solid scrum there the Stormers actually didn't chase that at all and we're being really brave here getting that ball to the edge that's a good kick by Haley, but good coverage by Damian Williams and uh, there's Dixon I think it is Look at Kendall trying to pull him in for that jackal. Excuse me. At this age, at this time, they're very difficult to um you know, Keith Earls on the field as well. The referee isn't going to give you massive decisions here, for the most part. You'll get non decisions, but it's difficult enough to get a you know a penalty decision here. That's a good line speed there from the Stormers putting pressure on getting one on real recovery from Byrne and Crowley still playing scanning that's a great carry again there from Coombs and he's looking to offload and like again at this at this at this point I was just like no <laughs> ah um you can see what he's doing because like same as right there outside him and they go back for the scrum advantage and uh, this has the capacity here to be game over um, they're leaving Kitchoff on the field. He's still on the field. Whether he takes this scrum or not, I don't know. But look, that's actually a decent option from Coombs there, to be honest. Uh, he's got Snayman outside him here. You can see him. You can see him. And he's looking to make that 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 offload. If he gets that away, you've got Snayman making a huge break up the field. Who knows how that ends? But it's not wrong to give that pass. Look, it, it ended up going forward. But um, Number three overall in the power rankings. You, you believe it, though. I think there's a lot of shit about Gavin Coombs, about people who just don't want to admit that he's a good player because then, for some reason, it'll be like, oh, you're saying you should drop Caelan Doris? Please, no. Um, but I, I think for some, like I think I think that is it. But you know, he's just a very complete player now. And I think that, for me, he absolutely should be involved with Ireland. It's not, not, not every game. Play him on the bench as an option. We're not looking for the world here. Not yet. So, again, it's just a dangerous position to be in here. Uh, Stormers can chase after this. Now, they've just made a change. Kitchoff has just gone off, actually. Um, they can go right after this. A penalty here. You're looking at another 90 se or 60 seconds at least off the clock. No, I think it's actually 90 seconds off the clock. 
Um, and then them going up by five points. It's game over, you'd say, nearly. But they've got a big shove coming in on there. But it is... They are angling around. So, like, for defensively, like... Look at the just getting that shit out of their boots. Um, we're actually quite good and, and have been quite good since the... I think since that Stormers game, or the Sharks game in, the, in Europe... We've been quite good in the scrum. We haven't really got pumped um, in the scrum. Like we, we seem to be quite good at adapting on the fly. Um, so, yeah, looking here. Um, Scanlon's probably a really, good, he's a really good guy to have on the field here. Really experienced scrummager. But we know they're going to be coming in um, really hard on that on that loose head side here with Foosh. Um, looking to come through on Witcherly. But we just have to retain this, not give away a penalty. Let them play it, but just lock it out. And you can do that just, just with kind of a, a wide splay of your legs. You're not looking to try and be super dominant with them, but we've actually done really well there. Really well. That's a great scrum. And again with Libok, he's happy enough. Run it down. And we kind of have to exit there. That's a great kick by Haley. But again, this is their game we're playing now. We need to take one of these balls and then hit a transition. But Healy is a very good kicker of the ball, and he gets a great length there as well. So that, that like that's great. You've turned him. We can pressure now. Where they're going to put it? They're actually not. They're going to get la blocked <laughs> by Kevin Coombs. And here we go. We're into the sequence of the try now. So here is Haley, and we're looking to really play here. And that's a really deep pass there from Witcherly, but we're comfortable going with it. Scannell, good reset there. Not the most athletic guy going. But, again, look, he's well able to retain the ball in that spot. Here's Hodnett, so explosive in that edge space there. That's a strike wing forward. That's some clean out there by Kendallin as well. And it's a lovely pass by Snaim. You've got that guy who's capable of making that play. And look at that pass right to the edge there with Scannell. And he can make that break by when he gets that, when he gets that space. He's like a prop in the way he runs. But here, look, we'll reset. Earls comes back in. We'll reset all day on that. That's a great take by Scannell. Easy to knock that on there. We are balling here now. I'm about to be balling. Uh, Casey looking for a penalty there, but he's not going to get it off Penardi. Um, so here's... Um, Oh, that's a great... This is the compression here. The slowness coming across to the forwards. Healy. Haley Out to Daly here. And that inside ball to Hodnett. Outstanding score in the corner there. What a sequence of play. Absolutely unbelievable. And that's Graham Rountree's young fella behind him there. <laughs> that's his young fella behind your one. What a score that was. Um, John Hodnett again in the course. He was fantastic in this game, but outstanding you can just see the compression coming here from Snayman. great ball the compression is building there so once that ball goes outside that forward he can't get at it so you've got an isolation out there and Hodnett will win that collision all day long great pass by Haley and inside like I mean and like thing is Shane Daly could have easily gone for that he could have easily tried and gone for that try and finish that in the corner but it is 14-17 but business is not done Jack Crowley's lining this up. He has um, 42 seconds, 41, 40 seconds to take this. 
Now, if he doesn't take this, the Stormers only need a um, penalty to tie the game up, which you could see them being given. If he lands this conversion, it's a five-point game, which means they need a try. Defensively, that changes the complexion of the game entirely. So can he make it? Biggest kick of his career. Everybody knows it. Can he land it? What are you talking about? Of course he can. That's Jack Crowley. I was very excited at this point. Uh, when I was watching this live, I was just like, yes! <laughs> um, but look at that there from Haley just slinging that ball. And Daly, he, look, he could finish there, but I think he knows that if he goes too hard at that, it's an easy, like as in, he can be pushed in, into, into touch there. Really unselfish decision to make that pass. Quality player. Yes, monster. Monster. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's kind of what I was doing as well, but like silently. Now at this point, my coverage was beginning to get spotty where we were. <laughs> so I was becoming very agitated <laughs> for these last three minutes. Um, that's good stuff there by Casey and from Slayman. A rock solid restart. Guy, you know, I think here... Decision decision making wise, I think we're happy enough here. Retain the ball for a bit, but we'll kick this. Like people, I remember saying afterwards, like that's why the fuck do we kick it? Like we've been quite comfortable defending these guys, like all the all game really. Like they didn't have much, we didn't give them. That's a great kick by Casey as well. You forget how fucking good that was. Big big risk as well. Cape Town, they're not smiling now. Hmm, curious. But this is an ideal spot for Munster to defend here. Now, line-out-wise, look, we'd prefer not to be having that. And uh, some of the blood is coming out of Craig Casey's body there. That's not supposed to be outside. That's only supposed to be inside. I learned that at the doctor this week. So, great. Look, here we can we can defend this. We can defend this. Um, But, like, again, what's up with your man's? Do you man fall flat in his arse on the ground or something? Anyway, um, we'll be happy enough defending this. Be conservative. We don't have to get up into the air here. Uh, we can defend them on the ground. Um, they look to try and maul. That'd be more dangerous for us. Like I mean, there's there's very little return here on over-competing in the air. So we'll try to just stay on the floor. And if they go to maul, we'll stop them there and then stop them off the break. Um, they do go to the break, but we're, we're covering this. We're flexing into position there pretty well. And we just have to be sure we don't give up a mistake. That's a really good... Like, that's fairly high-risk stuff there by, by Willemsa. And that's... They knocked it on. But this is a, a penalty here by uh, by Jack Crowley. It is a penalty. And it is a yellow card. He didn't need to do it either. <laughs> like, I know, what he, I, know, I know what he was trying to do. um, But, like, that's a great offload by Willemsa there. I think here we just needs to just compete. But leave it there now. Um... You know, I think Tyke Barring said that, you know, on the line-out, we're going to stay out of the rucks now. Um, So, obviously, Jack Crowley didn't get that memo. <laughs> so, because again here, you wouldn't be competing at the ruck. You just make your tackle, you pillar up, um, you hit him on the next one. Um, But this, once I, because again, like, I, I didn't really see this. I came back here as I was watching this, the TMO review, with the, the hand going, like, here which is a very deliberate action of course like he absolutely meant to do that but um 
again, my coverage was, was, was flashing in and out here. So I was, levels of agitation were, he's shaking his head there. He's just like, what the fuck was I thinking? You're kind of, you're wanting to make a big play and you lose the head a small bit. That's just what happens. Um, But yeah, down to 10 men or 10 men, 14 men. Watching too much <gasps> soccer. But yeah, this is a nightmare scenario here. But again with Libok. He cuts the ass off that. When I saw this going back up here to the 22. It was just like. Well fuck it we can work with that. <laughs> You're one giving it socks. That's what we like to see. That was a terrible kick. What the fuck was that? 12 penalties. But yeah, here, now it's just about stop and basically just stop, get active in the line. No need to overcompete at the breakdown. Make them go through you. Make them pass. Make them get outside you. See, they're keeping that little block line there for, for Fekatoa, but he's not having it. See, there, counter rock here. Counter rock at the edges. That's another penalty. Mm, fucking harsh enough. I don't. I, I don't remember seeing this. For all fees, <sighs> I don't know. So again, look, they want Libok to put this into the corner, and he doesn't get there. But again, nerves are jangling at this stage. Let's have a look. Is this all fees? Six of one half dozen the other. Like even then, that being on the line of the twenty-two, you live with that. You live with that. You'll defend this. So here we go. 79-35, game of the line, 36, 37, 38. We're never going to compete in the air on this. Let them have it and then just go at it. But here we're looking at this mall defense. Now there's Salanoa pinning the touchline side. So they can't get movement there. So now he's gonna hold that weight. And you can see Kendallin and Byrne are coming around the corner. They can't swerve, so they have to go back, which means that Kendallin and Byrne are now legal. Witcherly is fucking slowing them up there as well. And Kendallin is right embedded into the back of the mall. They've overchased this completely. And there's nowhere for it to go. I'm looking at this. I'm going, fuck it, we have it. And when they come to ground, Byrne is never moving anywhere. Game over. Munster are the URC champions. Huge, huge mall defense there. They over fucking chase. Look at the emotion there on their fucking faces. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What a moment. Just again, I kind of came back as this was happening. And I kind of saw the mall finish as it, was, as it did. Just the emotion straight away. I've been doing it for so long, this job. You know, I kind of created this job out of, out of nothing. It didn't exist before I started doing it. And to kind of to see that happening, it just felt like such a huge moment for me. Like for, for me, like, you know, like, like a huge moment for Munster as well. Because like, I, I love Munster, I love the club, I love the fans, everything. But just it felt like a big moment for me at the time because when I started it, I had nothing. When I started it, I had nothing at all. And to 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 kind of come to the end of it here, and to see, um, you know, Munster winning it with my daughter next to me, who I who I almost woke, um, you know, living a life a different life than what I was living before. That just again, it felt like a huge moment for me, and um, just to see it happen like that so dramatically was. Really, really amazing. 
Um, but looking at the fellas there, like Clean and, and Earls and Murray and, and Peter Romani in particular, all these guys, just how emotional they all were. Because um, it means an awful lot, you know. Like, and and to lose every 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 year for years and years, um, it it hurts. But yeah, really good. And uh, you can see there's their fucking just how the excitement of the lads. And just remember all the lads who went over there with the cash for gold thing on um on uh, the TRK Secret Club. Just how like how special it must have been for them to be there to be looking at that um monster fucking champions. Uh how to be how special it was to be there for it. What a, a night, what a, a week that was. So yeah. Um keep watching and watch the, the trophy lift um enjoy this game back it really was really good to watch it back again especially the second half i'll be back with another one with uh owen we're going to be watching leinster in 2006 um that'll be, that'll be out next week so look thank you very much for listening in thank you very much for sticking with me over the last week and i'll talk to you again very very soon